What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Dr. E.J. McKenzie on Blog Talk Radio. Two hosts today, Dr. E.J. and Prophet Catherine McKenzie, want to welcome you to the Master Key. I pray today uh, has been a great day. This is the second day of the new year, and I pray that your new year was excellent. I had a great time. Uh, woke up a little late because we went to bed a little late, and um, but it was. Uh, Awesome. What a tremendous, tremendous uh, watch night service. The Lord really did some things, some powerful things. And uh, I believe that the people is getting ready to experience a manifestation of what God demonstrated on our watch night service. Um, I'm, I'm not caught up in a, a good service. And so many of us, we caught up with a good service. And we, it makes us happy. It don't make us great. A uh, service I call good is an encounter with the Lord Jesus Christ in our life is change. But once again, we would like to welcome you, uh, those that are on blog, uh, uh, on, I was say blog, <laughs> but it's on uh, chat. We welcome you. Those that are online with us, we welcome you. Uh, those you that are on chat, uh, if you know anybody that's on their lunch break, call them and give us them out the number. Eric three four seven two three seven five four nine three to join us this day. Uh, Prophet Kathy is going to greet you and give you some announcements. Good afternoon to everyone that's listening to us at this time, and those who will listen to us later on. We greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, and thank you for being with us. And uh, we pray that you are encouraged and empowered with the Word of God that God will um, speak to us today. Um, one uh, quick announcement that i like to make is concerning our network conference line that we do um, at the end of every month. Um, this month it is January the 28th, the 29th, and the 30th at 5.30 a.m. And maybe somebody is listening for the first time and you've never joined us on the prayer line, and so we just encourage you to join us um, on the prayer uh, line. You will be encouraged uh, with the Word of God before we pray. Um, Dr. McKenzie always leads us into an awesome prayer. And if you uh, would like to uh, pray along with us from the month of no- uh, December and November, um, you can also go to our website, ejmpcc.com, and you can log on there and, and get the information, the reference number, and also pray along with us from those two months. Uh, but for those of you who've never joined us, uh, we have the uh, new number, which is area code 712-432-3900, and the code is 287 381 
pound sign. Again, that is January 28th, 29th, and the 30th at 5.30 a.m. Tell someone about the uh, conference prayer line and join us, if you will. I believe that you will be blessed. All right. Well, this is the uh, broadcast that we come together and we share neighbors and relationship. Uh, we started something uh, about a week ago, and um, uh, the radio station just cut off on us, so uh, we didn't get a chance to uh, finish that. I want to talk about, uh, share a little bit of that today about agreement. And Satan knows how powerful agreement is. Uh, God is the one that established the law of agreement. And uh, 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 if there is not great manifestations uh, in relationships, it's because there's something in us that is blocking agreement. And uh, we, we can't, the law works, ladies and gentlemen, it works. And so we lie to one another. Oh, everything is fine, everything. Everything can't be fine if things ain't happening. Mm -hmm. Something is blocking, stopping, hindering the manifestation because there's no agreement. Uh, the Bible says when we see God creating in Genesis 1, he said, let us, if the Son was not in agreement with the Father, if the Holy Spirit was not in agreement with the Son, which was the Word of God, there could not have been any creation. It, it couldn't have worked. By the mere fact there was a creation, there was a manifestation, it let us know that they were in agreement. Jesus' final prayer in John 17, he said, Father, make them one as we are one. All through the gospel, me and my Father is one. We are one. It's the Father that does these things through me because the Father could not do these things through me if I was not one with the Father. My oneness is revealed in my submission to the Father. And because I'm submitted to him, he have a, a direct flow and channel through me. I am his agent. I am his instrument. I love the Father, and I do the will of the Father. So things will happen when there's agreement. That's why the devil will fight agreement more than anything. He will fight a husband against a wife, a wife against a husband. He will fight children against parents and parents against children. The devil will use children to divide parents so there will be no agreement. So we see when everything is in agreement, it flourishes when there's an agreement. The first agreement is the earth with heaven who created it. The creation must be in agreement with its creator. If the creation divinely aligns and agrees with the creator, the creation will always experience life. The creation will always experience growth. So the enemy understands that. So when we begin to see God making man in his image and in his likeness, he says, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea. Now notice who's saying let them. The creator is speaking to the creation of the man. Now, man's spirit is not created because man's spirit comes from God, but his body was created. He said, let them have dominion. 
So the creation, the creator is speaking to the creation, giving the creation a demand. Dominion, you will have dominion over what I create as long as you are in relationship, fellowship, walking in the image of me, the creator. So as long as the the creation bears the image of the creator, it can have dominion over the creative work of God. There will be progress. There will be multiplication, multiply, subdue, but it's out of uh, agreement. So the enemy understands that. So sin came in the world when agreement was broken. When the devil manipulated Eve. Now watch this right here. God created Adam in his image and his likeness. Yet Eve was created in his image and his likeness because Eve was in the man. So when God brought forth the woman... God performed a marriage ceremony. This reason shall a man leave his father and his mother and shall cleave unto his wife, and the two shall become one. Agreement. They should become one. They should be in agreement. Agreement reveals oneness. So when the enemy came to manipulate Eve, he came to break her agreement, her oneness. With her husband. When Adam yielded to Eve, he broke his agreement and his oneness with the Father. He broke it. Notice when the sin came in. Sin came in after the man broke his agreement. He broke his agreement with the God that created him. The woman broke her agreement with the man, and the man broke his agreement with God. Then sin came into the world. Sin did not come in when Eve broke her agreement with Adam. It's only after Adam broke his agreement with God. So when the enemy manipulated Eve, she gave her husband, and he broke his agreement with God by partaking of the forbidden fruit. Mm -hmm. Sin came in. Something was birthed into this realm. So the enemy's ultimate goal is to always challenge and fight the power of agreement. One will put a thousand. Two will put ten thousand to flight. Two when agreement comes, there is an exponential power that is released. It's like an explosion, like an atom bomb when agreement takes place. Anything gets in its way, it'll blow it out of the way, agreement. That's why nobody can, in it, when to agree, nothing can stop it. Devils, demons, man, woman, agreement. It's one of the most powerful laws that God has established upon the face of the earth, and Satan knows it. So let me divide so there can be no agreement. I can minimize 
neutralize the power that can come from this agreement. Does the Lord give me anything before I continue on? No, go ahead. Okay. Now, let's look in the Word of God to see how this thing works. I want to look at it from the perspective of God training Adam. Adam was made in the image and the likeness of God. Adam walked in the agreement of God until he yielded to his wife. He walked in agreement with God. So let's look at something here because we have marriages in our churches that is different. We got some men that is standing and the wives is out of order. We got some women that is standing but the husband's out of order. How do you deal with that when the wife, and that's what we probably need to look at, when the wife is standing and the man is out of order? We see more of that in the church than the man standing and the wife out of order. The majority of the churches you go to, you will see, is full of women. And, and the majority of the churches you go to, you got more women as in leadership than men. And usually you'll find a church where got more women that's in leadership than men, their husband is not present. Not all the time, but the majority of the time, their husband is not present. So let's go through the scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 11. And we're going to look at verse 3. Let me get, get it. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 3. Uh, I'm reading out of Amplified, basically says the same thing as the King James Version. But I want you to know and realize that Christ is the head of every man. Now, who's the head of every man? Christ. Christ is the head of every man. And the head of a woman is her husband. Okay. And the head of Christ is God. Headship always represents authority. Mm -hmm. Headship represents what? Authority. authority. So now let's look at this right here so we can look at the balance of this thing and look at the power of this thing. And agreement is so powerful. It's a law. It's a law. Now, when a woman is in is married to a man, whose head is Christ. And when that man gets out of alignment with his head, I know a lot of women get frustrated and aggravated. Mm -hmm. So what happens in a case like that from your perspective? When, when the man is out of order and the woman is standing... When a man is out of order, you got two saved individuals. Yes. The man is saved, the woman is saved. Mm -hmm. But the husband is manipulated. Okay. He's manipulated out of the order of his head. Yes. He's no longer submitting to his head. He go to his wife and says, I'm tired of the relationship. Married, have children, he's frustrated, he's aggravated, and now... He's getting ready to vacate his position as a husband. He's tired of being a husband. 
So he want to vacate his position as a husband, but his head gave him that position, Christ. Yes. And he want to leave. Okay. How should the woman respond, or what can she do since she's not a head? Mm-hmm. Her husband is the head. Okay. And her husband's head is Christ, and she's not a head. Mm-hmm. What do a woman do in a situation like that? I believe in a situation like that, the woman should continue to stand by going to her husband's head, who is Christ. Mm, that's interesting. She should do what now? She should go to her husband's head, who is Christ, because her husband has been manipulated by Satan, so therefore she can't go to him because he's manipulated, so she will go to his head. If he has, if he has moved out of his place, his authority that Christ, his head has given him, then she should go to his head, who is Christ. That's interesting. So what you're telling me then, I want you to visualize this, our ready audience. I want you to visualize a, just say, a pole or a stick. And let's say on that stick you have, it's numbered from 1 to 10 on that pole or that stick. Mm-hmm. Number one has a mark. Number two has a mark. Number three has a mark. But let's just say it's a 10-inch stick or pole. Okay. But every one inch, there's a mark. Mm-hmm. Okay. Let's look at that mark as people in line for a position in a job. Okay. So you got the person on the bottom of the total point, you got the person at the top. Yes. But each one of those people from the bottom, number one, is to be submitted to number two. So number two is number one's head. Okay. And number three is number two's head. Okay. Number four is number three's head, and on and on, and ten is number nine's head. Yes. Now just say, in all of these is in divine alignment and relationship. This can be a business. It can be whatever. Okay. Now we're talking about marriage here. Okay. So let's see on number five. So... Who would be the head of number five? Number six. Number six. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the head of number five is number six. Now, just say if we pull number six out of the alignment, yes. then who falls next? Number seven. So number seven falls next. Yes. So therefore, if number six makes it say we pull number six out, uh-huh. Then number five head would become number seven. Yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So what you just articulated then, if the husband get out of alignment, yes. Christ automatically falls mm-hmm. to become the woman's head. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Now, yes. that's good. So if Christ falls to become the woman's head, then do the woman have all of the access? To her husband's head that he had when he was in place? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And you know what? It, it, when you said visualize this to the, those who are listening, I'm thinking about you have, that's just how the case is with a lot of marriages today. Mm-hmm. 
the the husband has vacated his position, has been manipulated by the enemy. Uh, going back to what you said earlier concerning in some churches, we have a lot of uh, women who are standing and their husband is not present. They're they're not in their place. So that's the case with the way it is in some homes where the wife is standing and the husband is out of place. Almost probably the majority of churches globally is mm-hmm. like that. It's probably more like that in America than probably third world countries, but it's, it's, that is the case. Yes. Now, since the since Christ, who is the man's head, the man has vacated his position. Now the woman have direct access to the man's head, mm-hmm. which is Christ. Now. Yes. Now, do that means that since the man has vacated his position and Christ has become the woman's head, does that mean that she is to become a man? No, no. Okay. So that doesn't mean that she is to take the role of a male gender right? to operate like a man. She still is a female. Right. She's still to operate in the nature that God gave her, which is a feminine nature. Yes. But she can now exercise the authority Mm -hmm. that her husband has vacated for the protection of that family. Yes. Because all authority is authority is nothing but authority is always given for protection and advancement. Yes. Of the one that gives you authority. Mm -hmm. It's not for abuse. It's not for misuse. It's not you taking something that belongs to you and you using it for a person to gain. That's not authority. Yes. And a lot of people are manipulating and saying, well, I'm the man, I'm the man, I'm the man. Yeah, you are the man. But who gave you the authority over this union? Mm-hmm. Who brought this union together yes. in holy matrimony? Mm-hmm. So you've been given authority for one reason, well, more than one reason, but you've been given, uh, the man has been given authority to protect and to advance, yes. to protect and to advance, mm-hmm. to shield and to advance. Yes. So the prosperity of that family is contingent upon that man in re- proper relationship with his head, yes. his obedience with his head. He's taken authority from his head. God gives Christ authority. Christ gives the man authority. The man gives the wife authority. And the authority of the man and the woman is over the children for the advancement of that family for the one that gave them authority. So now since that man has vacated his position of authority, now that woman has direct authority, a direct relationship with his head, which is Christ now. Now Christ will begin to move upon her for the protection of that family and the advancement of that family if that man vacates his post. Yes. What another reason, uh, I wouldn't say another reason, but what, yeah, give me another reason what she should exercise, uh, another reason or another way she should exercise that authority that you think that she just received from a vacated spouse, the authority. It's something that uh, you do very well. What do you do very well concerning this relationship? I pray. 
So she should use that authority. Mm-hmm. And this is the reason I'm bringing this out because we, I'm sure we probably have a ready audience, a spouse that's been challenged with her husband. Mm-hmm. He probably done left or he, stay, he may be still there, but he's not saved or he may be in a backslidden stage. Mm-hmm. And you're frustrated mm-hmm. and you're aggravated. Now, my question would be to you, I'm going to get to this agreement thing after a while. I suppose I'm going to love to get into it. <laughs> My question would be to you is this right here. If your husband is manipulated and not saved in a backsliding stage, who influenced him to be that way? There's only two influencing forces in the world, mm-hmm. God or Satan. Yes. All of us is influenced by God or Satan every day. Yes. Now, we know if your husband is backslidden or your husband is not saved, he's under the influence of who? Satan. Satan. Yes. Now, did anyone defeat Satan? Yes. Who defeated Satan? Christ. Christ, your husband's head. Yes. Christ, your husband's head, yes. has defeated him. Yes. Now, since your husband has vacated his post or his position, now the authority has been given to you. Yes. Now you can use that authority and command that devil. This is where you have to war and battle with legal authority. Yes, yes. Now you can command that devil to loose your husband. Yes. Now, if a man is manipulated, what would we call that? He's what? Spiritually what? Blinded. Spiritually blinded. I want to give you all some weapons to use, ladies. Second Corinthians chapter 4, 4 says, The God of this world has blinded the minds of them that believe not. Yes. Where women miss it at? They get frustrated with their husbands. Mm-hmm. They're looking at the man mm-hmm. and not the devil that's using the man mm-hmm. or the devil that's manipulating the man. So the devil killed two birds with one stone. Mm-hmm. When you get aggravated and frustrated, now your husband's out of alignment, and the purpose of that is to get you out of alignment, mm-hmm. to get you to become powerless. Yes, yes. Decide to work. So you cannot war against your husband. Nothing's going to work. You're going to drive the man further away. Mm-hmm. Continue to be the woman of God that God has ordained upon you to be. Yes. But you war against that devil because the key is authority, not power, authority. Mm-hmm. Your husband is your authority. The authority of your husband is Christ. The authority of Christ is God. He vacated his position of authority. Then, then Jesus becomes your authority yes. from a spiritual perspective. And now you have a right to bind. Yes. You have a right to rebuke. Mm-hmm. You have a right to drive out. The workings of darkness have been assigned to your husband. Yes. You have a right to permit restoration of your husband. You have a right to speak and decree and declare, my husband loved the Lord with all of his heart, mind, soul, and strength. Yes. My husband loves me as uh, Christ loved the church. Yes. Yes. My husband loved his children. My husband is a man of wisdom, a man of righteousness, a man of sanctification, and a man of redemption. That's the word of God, 1 Corinthians chapter, uh, what, 130, if I'm not mistaken. 
First Corinthians chapter one verse thirty. Mm -hmm. God has made Jesus unto us wisdom, righteousness, sanctification, and redemption. Yes. So you're speaking that over a man that has been manipulated out of his position. Don't come in agreement what you see the man doing. Mm -hmm. Your only thing you're doing, you're making the situation worse. Mm -hmm. When you speak and talk about what he's doing, you are in agreement with Satan. When you speak, decree, and declare the word, you are in agreement with his head. Yes. Now, his head can come down and begin to move on the behalf of what comes out of your mouth. Yes. You're calling him back in agreement. You're calling him back in alignment yes. with amen. his head. Yes, amen. Well, with me. Another area where ladies miss it at, you focus on the man being in agreement with you <laughs> more than the head. Yes. His head. Well, I'm, 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 I'm tired of this, and, and I'm frustrated, and he don't do this right, and he don't do that right, and he's doing this, and he's doing this. Now, I'm ask you a question. Do God know he's doing it? Yes. <laughs> then why are you talking about it? <laughs> God sees it. God knows it. God knew he was going to do it before he did it. Yes. God was right there when he did it. Mm -hmm. So what good is you talking, telling, talking about what he did? Yes. The Bible says in the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verse 6, I hope I'm not dominating it because it's, no, 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 it, 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 it's just coming, coming to me as I'm, I'm articulating. I have a couple of things, but I'm waiting for you to finish. Go okay. ahead. Philippians 4, 6 says, be careful for nothing, but everything by prayer. Mm -hmm. The word careful there means don't worry about a thing. Don't fret. Don't be frustrated. Be careful for nothing, but everything by prayer yes. and supplication. Mm -hmm. The thanksgiving. Yes. Let your requests. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't know how to pray. You people really think, they really, really believe God is happy about telling him all the negative stuff that's going on. Oh, you know, this happened with my husband, this happened with my children, this happened with my wife, this happened with the boss. And the God don't get no pleasure out of the food because it's foolishness. Yes. It's not prayer. Mm -hmm. That's complaining. That's murmuring, grumbling. It's not prayer. Prayer is speaking what God said about the situation. Mm -hmm. Yes. So let your requests be made known. You're not letting your request be made known. You're letting your complaints be made known. Yes. Your request is uh, the restoration of your husband. Your request is a man that loves you as Christ loves the church. Your request is, uh, are, are you getting this? Yes, yes. A man that that wa is walking in his position of authority as a husband, as a father. Yes. A man that's a great provider. A man that is great in the community. You're letting your requests be made known, not your problems be made known. Yes, yes. And as you begin to speak that, you release the Holy Spirit to begin to deal with him, work on him, and bring him back in alignment with Christ. And Christ will bring him in alignment with you. Yes. Don't focus on him being in alignment with you. Focus on him being in alignment with Christ, and Christ will bring him in alignment with you. Amen. Um, I was uh, thinking about the scripture that you brought out uh, recently from the book of Luke, the 18th chapter concerning the widow. Uh, you know, when she went to the unjust judge, she was persistent. And I was just thinking that as wise, we can't, we have to be patient and allow God to work uh, in our husbands. Um, and those who are uh, uh, standing because your husband is out of place, you have to be patient, um, wise, and allow God, the Spirit of God, to work in your husband, and I believe the Spirit of God will be doing a twofold thing. He will be working in you as he's working on the inside of your husband. Um, and so be patient. Allow God to work 
something else I was thinking of, uh, don't quit. Don't be so quick to quit praying for your husband because if you're not praying for him, uh, who else would be praying for him? Now, we know that there are people that will be praying for him, but you will be seeing a side of your husband that nobody else will see. And so you want to be uh, patient and allow God to work. Be persistent in your prayer and don't quit. Don't don't give up. Uh, give God uh, uh, time to work. And don't put a timetable on God and say, you know, by the, by the end of this year, you know, if he doesn't change, uh, then I'm, I'm out of here. No. Give God space. Allow God to work in him and allow God to work in you. That's very good. Very, very good. See, uh, you said God's going to be doing a twofold thing. Yes. He's going to be working on the man mm-hmm. while he's working on the woman. Yes. So it's a lot of times we want the person to come in alignment with us or even alignment with God. Then the question would be, are you in alignment with God? Mm-hmm. And this is going to be the revelation, you in alignment with God, how you respond when your husband is out of alignment. That's good. How you, how, what is your attitude? What is your disposition? Mm-hmm. Why he's out of alignment? Mm-hmm. So if you complaining and calling your best girlfriend, your your your, your uh, uh, not best girlfriend, but your your girlfriend up mm-hmm. and and communicating to them mm-hmm. about your husband, yes, then you out of alignment. Yes, amen. And so if you out of alignment, you can't call him in alignment. You can't pray him in alignment. Mm-hmm. I want to read a scripture that uh, was a part of uh, the message Prophet Captain just uh, quoted here uh, that I brought out on the message we did, Payday. Uh, uh, I want to encourage you to either call the administrative office or go to our website and order that series on Payday. I think it's a three-part series yeah. on Payday. See, even in the midst of your husband being out of alignment or your wife being out of alignment, God is doing a twofold thing, and God's going to pay you. Yes. If you stand, there will be a payday yes. that God will bring him back, but he's going to bring him back better than than what he was when he left. Yes, amen. Uh, bring her back better than what she was when she left. That will be a payday. See, you got to understand this right here. Do you believe it's God's will for your spouse to be in alignment? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So if it's God's will, then you make it your will. Yes. So if it's God's will for your husband to be in alignment or your wife to be in alignment, if they out of alignment, you 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 already got something got a plus going for you because mm-hmm. it's God's will. So you don't have to worry because you know it's God's will. Yes. So all you got to do is be persistent and consistent. Let let me read it to you this way. Uh, Luke seven, excuse me, Luke eighteen verse seven and eight. This is reading out of the Message Bible. It says, "So what makes you think God won't step in and work justice?" For his chosen people. Mm-hmm. Work what? Justice. Justice. Yes. Then I'm going to ask you a question. If your husband or wife is moved, we were just talking about husbands right now. If your husband is moved out of his position of authority, is he illegal at that time? Yes. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. What makes your husband legal? When he's under the authority of Christ. Yes. So he's moved out of his position of authority. Mm-hmm. So at this time he is, he's 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 operating illegally. Now who have man, who have manipulated your husband out of his position of authority? Satan. Satan. Mm-hmm. So therefore, Satan is operating. I was going to say injustice. 
but he is causing your husband to be unjust mm -hmm. because Satan is manipulating, which is injustice yes. that he's using because mm -hmm. yes. he's sinning. Yes, he yes. already said he he is the author of sin. He makes uh, he manipulates us to sin. Yes, and watch it right here. So God said, "I'm going to step in." He said, mm -hmm. "Won't God step in mm -hmm. and work justice for His chosen people mm -hmm. who continue to cry out for help?" Yes. Won't He stick up for them? Mm -hmm. So, ladies, wives, won't He help you? Yes. Won't He stick up for you? Absolutely. Verse eight said, "I assure you, mm -hmm. He will. Yes. He will not drag His feet. Mm -hmm. But how much of that kind of persistent?" Faith will the Son of Man find on earth when he returns. Mm -hmm. So God is looking for, from the wife, yes. whose husband has moved out of position, mm -hmm. God is looking for persistent faith. Yes. Now let yes. me give you the definition of the word persistent. Continuing to function as a wife yes. without change yes. in function or structure. Yes. Other words, you're still being a wife even though he's not being a husband. Yes. You're still performing your wifely duties even though he's not performing his his, his husband duties. Yes. So that means you are you're continuing without change in your function, your role as a wife. Yes. Is another definition of the word persistent, continuing to exist despite. Excuse me. Despite interference or treatment, mm -hmm. regardless how he's treating you, yes. you will continue to be the woman of God that God has ordained, appointed, and anointed you to be. Yes. Another definition, to hold firmly and steadfastly to a purpose or undertaking despite obstacles. Yes, yes. So you, that's faith. Yes. So your faith will be persistent, and your persistence will reveal your faith. Yes. And the only way, I was about to say that, the only way the wife can do that, to, the only way she can continue without change in function is she, she, her eyes is not on her husband, but her eyes is on her husband's head, who is Christ. That's the only way the wife uh, can continue in her function without change by focusing on Christ, who is her husband's head. And see, and once again, that is easier said than done because I meet very few people that does that, mm -hmm. uh, that focus on their spouse's head than the spouse. Yes. And so if a woman do that, that means she's more spiritual in tune and inclined. But a woman that struggle with that, mm -hmm. you are more natural and more carnal. Then you are spiritual. Yes. And 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 that's not so much a negative thing because that's why Prophet Kathy made a statement in the midst of your husband, he's gonna be working on both of y'all. Yes. That means your carnality and his lack of spirituality. Mm -hmm. So if you 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 keep saying something about the man, keep talking to the man, the man, the man, the man, the man, that's carnality. So God gotta work on you before you bring the man back. Mm -hmm. Because if he, if he bring the man back and you in that same condition then the devil still can use both of you all. Yes. Um, you said something earlier concerning uh, if the wife is, you know, while God is trying to, while the Spirit of God will work on the wife and the husband at the same time. 
Um, and something you said earlier that the wife, uh, she must not be calling her girlfriend, talking about her husband, looking more in the natural of what he's saying or what he's doing. Um, and I remember uh, when we first got married and, and you and I came in agreement um, that we would not call our family members um, to talk about what's happening in the marriage. And that's something, we've, we've been married going on uh, 26 years, so that's something that we have done and I have stood on. I have not called my family members. I talked to my uh, siblings um, every week. They don't know anything uh, unless it was something that was ministered in the mess. They, they know nothing from me that has taken place in this marriage. Uh, we've had challenges in this marriage, but I have not one time picked up the phone to call my sisters, to call my brother, to call my mom, to call my dad, uh, uh, relatives, aunt, uncle, grandparents, uh, godmother. I have not one time picked up the phone to call them to elaborate and talk about, well, you know, what you said to me, what you did to me. No, they know nothing uh, from me when it comes to our challenges in our marriage. And vice versa. My mother's still alive. I, my mother don't know anything uh, that has transpired in our marriage. My, my, my siblings don't know anything, things that uh, 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 you have uh, done, said, thought, whatever the case may be. Uh, nobody know anything. Yes. Uh, uh, this is things. To, to me, this is how it works. It reveals where your relationship with God comes in at. Yes. It reveals where your faith in God comes in at. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying that you should not get counsel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Right. Uh, 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 not at all. I'm right. not saying that. Yes. But if you want to get counsel, you need to get counsel from somebody that's spiritual. Yes. And, and, and sometimes, and you could get counsel now from your parents. If they're spiritually in tune and inclined, yes. they're not going to take the daughter's side or the son's side. Right, right. And you should already know where your parents is located. Yes. You should already know that my parents, I know they're going to take my side. Mm -hmm. You should know that. Right. So you don't, if you're really want, looking for the growth in your relationship, then what you need to do, you need to understand, I'm not going to go to them because I don't want them to be on my side. I need to hear the heart of God. Yes. And so that's why, if you need counsel, go to someone that's going to be objective, uh, uh, somebody spiritually in tune, somebody spiritually inclined, somebody's not going to be on the husband's side, somebody's not going to be on the wife's side, somebody's only on God's side. Yes, amen, amen. So it's valuable that you, you, you do that. Uh, you mentioned earlier that God is looking for a persistent faith, uh, that if the authority, the, the man has been manipulated by the enemy, uh, the Amplified Version says he will defend and protect and avenge them speedily. When he finds, uh, when God sees that I'm standing or the wife is standing on the word of God, going to her uh, husband's head, who is Christ, uh, in spite of what he says, in spite of what he's doing, that pleases God when God sees her persistent faith. Yeah, I want to go back to something that uh, I believe the Spirit of God is dropping this in my spirit at this present time. I want to put emphasis on it. Uh, and we we have shared this before on uh, as we came together on Wednesday. But I think the Lord want to um, uh, capitalize this. We really have to think from a kingdom perspective concerning our relationships. Mm -hmm. And this is with children as with parents as well. Do you, you have to be honest with yourself. If not, then we have to ask God to help us to repent and change our hearts. Is my number one concern and care 
is the will of God for my spouse. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that, do in my heart of hearts, do I really, my number one concern, is it really Kathy being in divine alignment with Christ? Mm-hmm. Or is it I really want her to be alignment with me? Mm. And I need that that has to become a reality to me. Yes, yes. Is Kathy number one desire, number one desire out of a heart of hearts is for me to be in alignment with Christ or is her heart of hearts is me in alignment with her. Mm-hmm. Is Kathy heart of hearts is me to love the Lord my God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength or she want me to love her with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Mm-hmm. Is it my heart of hearts is for Kathy to love the Lord that God with all her heart, mind, soul, and strength, or is it do I want her to love me with all her heart, mind, soul, and strength? Mm-hmm. Is it out? Is it the parents? We got parents on the line on this broadcast today. Is it your heart of hearts for your children to love the Lord, your God, with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength? Or is it you want them to love you with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength? That must be answered. Because if it's if not, then I'm going to be praying superficial prayers. I'm going to be I'm going to be trying to manipulate God with my prayers. Mm-hmm. Lord, I really I really want Him to be in alignment. Oh Lord, I really want Him to be saved. Lord, I really want Him to, to love you, Father. But you really, really, because God knows our heart. Yes. But you really want him to love you. Mm-hmm. You really don't want him to love the Lord. You want him to come to the Lord for you. You want him to get saved so he can love you. You want him to get saved so you can look good when he comes to church with you. Not look good. God look good when he comes to church. Mm-hmm. You want him to be active in church so you can break my husband's a deacon. Or do you want him to be active in church so God can be glorified in your husband's life? Mm-hmm. See, Motive. That's good. Motive. God knows our motive. And he knows the majority of people. Heart is desperately wicked above all. It is our, the majority of our hearts is selfish, self-centered, and vainglorious. We want our spouses to get saved and our children to be saved so we can look good. Oh, my little Johnny sings in the choir. My daughter, oh, man, my daughter has been on the usher board for 15 years. Oh, my child grew up in the church. It's not about your child. It's really about you. Yes. That must become a reality. And that's why I believe God cannot move in our, uh, uh, move in our prayers to answer our prayers because our motive for the salvation of our children is about us and it's not about the children. Our children not causing us pain. Our children not being restored to God. It's about them being restored to us. Yes. And we care more about them being in relation with us than them being in relation with God. We have to answer these questions. Mm-hmm. Where is your heart located? That's good, yes. Where's my heart located? Yes. Do I really value Catholic relationship with God more than I value her relationship with me? That got to be answered. God knows. Otherwise, it's going to be idolatry. Catholic going to be an idol to me if I want her to love me more than God. My children is going to be an idol to me if I want them to love me and obey me before they love God and obey God. Mm-hmm. It becomes an idol. 
Can you see the manipulation of the powers of darkness? Oh, yes, yes. I, I think uh, that would be uh, revealed in how we pray as well, uh, the, our motive, and uh, how we articulate our prayers. You know, uh, not my will, but thine will be done. Mm. We'll be praying, you know, something I've heard you say uh, many times about bringing them to the end of themselves, not for me, but for, for God. So it will be, you know, I'm going to be speaking my heart when I pray. Uh, and revealing my heart when I when you know when I conversate concerning my spouse. Yeah, I, I agree with that. At the same time, you got some people that's, that's masters. Yes. They good. <laughs> they are professional Christians and mm-hmm. professional prayers, mm-hmm. and so they can pray the right thing. Mm-hmm. And to me, the evidence would be when you get off your knees. Mm-hmm. This is going to be real evidence when you get off your knees. You praying the right thing, but you see your spouse doing the wrong thing, mm-hmm. and your response to that that's yeah. going to reveal. Your true uh, 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 motive for revelation in your prayer. Same thing with your children. You, a lot of people pray the right thing, but they don't believe the prayer that they pray. Mm-hmm. Especially people that praise out of prayer books. Because the prayer books are structured to pray the right thing. <laughs> so you can pray out of prayers that avail much and pray all the right prayers concerning your house, concerning your children. But as soon as you finish praying, the man says something, the child, child do something. I know I t- I, you just like you're no good at that, but you just, you just said, my, my child is the head and not the tail above and up, above only not beneath. The Lord that begun a good work of my child shall feast your fish unto the day of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You just prayed that my child's a, 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 a child of integrity and character and excellence. Mm-hmm. You just prayed that my child loves the Lord with all their heart, mind, soul, and strength. You just prayed that my child is submitted to, uh, to their, their parents, uh, they obey their parents. You're just going to be just like your no-good daddy, your no-good mama. <laughs> oh, God help us with our hypocrisy. But it's not really hypocrisy. It just reveals our immaturity, and we really didn't believe what we prayed. So, once again, uh, you can pray the right thing, but your motive can be wrong even while you're praying the right thing. But what is your response to that, the opposite of your prayer? It's going to reveal what you really believe mm-hmm. when you pray. So so would you say we, we, we would have to examine our hearts to see what's in our heart? Because, um, you know, we know what the Scripture says concerning the heart. So we would have to uh, uh, make sure that our heart is, is, is pure? Yeah, of course we have to do that. But can I recognize when God is uh, exposing my heart? Uh-huh. See, See, how do you examine your heart? You, I have no capacity to examine our heart. It's only through the Holy Spirit. So what God does, he put you and I in a, a negative situation. That's going to expose my heart. Mm-hmm. When he put me in a situation, whatever is in my heart is going to come to surface. That negative situation is going to reveal my heart. It's going to reveal what I really believe. So, He's always examining, uh, uh, putting us in a situation for us to examine, but a lot of times we don't, it's not clear to us because we're so selfish. And so selfish, we're so focused, we're so focused on the negative. Yes. So we can't see it and yes. discern it. Yes. It's, it's, I'm trying to show you, I'm trying to show you, I'm trying to show you. But we're so caught up on, on our husbands and our wives and our children, we can't see ourselves. So he's always putting us in a situation to examine, but of ourselves, we have no capacity. Right. That's where the Holy Spirit comes in. I'm sure that's what you meant anyway. Yes, and I was, I, as you were speaking, I was thinking about that. It goes back to the definition that you gave concerning being persistent, you know, continuing, 
because you just mentioned how God is always putting us in a situation for us to see what's in our heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if I'm uh, uh, put in a situation and the negative come out, then I have not been persistent because God is looking for persistent faith. You see, see, in a way, see, we got see. To me, it's a good thing when the negative come out. It's a excellent thing when the negative come out. Yes. But the problem is how you handle the negative when it come out. Mm-hmm. The negative is good because God is the one that allowed the negative to show me the negative so I can get rid of the negative so I can have the positive. Yes. But the problem with that is we get frustrated and aggravated when the negative. God had delivered me from this, and I see this all the time. Mm-hmm. What would you call this right here? When God exposes the negative, and I my wife, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. He exposes, see, God is not going to let me and you think and believe we're in a place that we're not. Yes. So when the negative is exposed and I start and I get I get negative, I get oppressed, I get depressed when God showed me the negative. What is that? Because, no, why am I asking that? Because that is on in the life of the majority of the people, Christians, I know. Mm-hmm. God is trying to help us. But God show you a defect in your life. You get frustrated. You get, oh, God, oh, no. And you get oppressed. You get depressed when God shows the negative. What is it? Would you say that's um, self-pity? Self, yeah, I can say self-pity, but what is self-pity? Uh, is it a... Um is a is self pity is nothing but pride because it's about self. Yes. Oh, I missed it again. I missed. Oh God! Instead of you rejoicing, mm-hmm. you want to continue to be self deceived. You should be rejoicing. Thank you for showing that to me, God. Thank you for your great love, man. I didn't even. I thought I was and overcame it. I thought I was victorious. That God, thank you. I don't see that. Yes. I don't see that. And, 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 and as a young man, God dealt with me about it. That's why I'm able to articulate it. He, he showed me one time. I said, oh, I used to weep. Oh, God, oh, I thought I had overcome that. I was so full of self. Mm-hmm. And God said, what if I didn't show it to you? Yes. You'll be walking in self-deception, thinking you're in a certain place with me that you're not. Mm-hmm. He said, when I show you something that is in your life that is not of me, he said, son, that is the time to begin to rejoice because now you got a chance to allow the Holy Spirit to work that thing out of you. You should be rejoicing. I love you enough to show it to you, to reveal it to you. But we don't see that with an average Christian. Yes. Because we think it's spirit to weep and cry because God showed me something in my life. That is nothing but pride. Because what you're telling God, showing God your stinking self. Y'all have to excuse me on this radio. Because <laughs> flesh is a mess and yes. flesh stinks, ladies and gentlemen, yes. in the nostril of God. Yes. And the only thing you, see, you thought you was there. You didn't think Christ in you was there. You was there. Yes. And yes. you now frustrated because you got, you ain't the place that you thought you was. Mm-hmm. It's about Jesus being Lord in my life. And only by through humility can Christ be Lord in my life. Amen. Amen. You know, um, I, I never, uh, that last part you just brought out, I never thought of it uh, from that perspective until you brought that out to me uh, one day when we were talking, that I should, you know, thank God because uh, if he didn't love me, he wouldn't show me. But because he loves me, he's showing me where I'm located. And so I should rejoice uh, for him showing me because he loves me. 
You're right. And watch this right here. But this is another thing. See, uh, uh, take Dr. Brown, which is my mentor. He's the one you should bring correction almost every day. Now, prior to God showing me that, I was seeing Dr. Brown. Mm-hmm. Man, every time I turn, man, he's always correcting me. Man, he's always rebuking me. I can't, I can't do nothing right. Every day, man, I'm, I'm getting corrected almost every single day. Mm-hmm. And when God began to, I start growing and maturing, I ceased to see Dr. Uh, 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 Dr. Brown. I began to see God. It was God using him as an instrument to bring correction because he loved me. And I start rejoicing. I go to my room. I follow my face and begin to uh, uh, cry to him and thank him. Mm-hmm. But the problem is with a lot of us, especially with spouses, and everything, you, you don't say nothing good to me. Sound like that prophet, Michael, in the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Is there another prophet? Yeah, that Michael. But he never prophesied anything good. But do he, is it right that he thought he prophesied? That's the key. Is it right? <laughs> And the king's servant slapped him. He said, God's going to slap you. Mm-hmm. So our hearts must be right in order for us. We, I'll put it this way. When your heart is right, when correction comes, uh, God exposes a negative uh, in me. That is the time to rejoice because because it's been exposed, it can be dealt with. Yes. As long as it's not exposed, it can never be dealt with. And always understand, Satan's greatest strength, ladies and gentlemen, is darkness. Yes. And what do you mean by darkness? The thing that you hide. Mm-hmm. You're protecting Satan, but people don't realize that. What you hide on the inside of you, you become Satan's protector. And you don't even realize, I'm protecting Satan. I'm protecting Satan. Mm-hmm. You're protecting Satan? Oh, yeah. I'm, you're, yeah. Well, what you're protecting? The thing that I did that I refused to expose, to bring to light. Yes. God's greatest weapon is light. Satan's greatest weapon is darkness. Yes. That's why we confess our faults. And he's faithful and just to forgive us and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Confessing is bringing to light. Mm-hmm. And, but the enemy don't want me to confess. Yeah. In the scripture, when you hide sin in your heart, yeah. God will not even hear your prayers. Mm-hmm. So how many prayers has not been heard? Because I'm hiding yeah. sin. Mm-hmm. I'm protecting sin. I'm protecting Satan. Yeah. Hiding it. But I'm still praying. Mm-hmm. I'm still warring. Mm-hmm. I'm still battling. And say, oh, man, I know God hear my prayer. Oh, man, I, I spent an hour in prayer. And don't even realize you are a Satan protector. Wow. I think I'm going to do a message, Satan protector. Wow. Because <laughs> so I'm hiding sin and think um, I'm manipulating somebody else. But now you become Satan's buddy and you become a protector of Satan because you refuse to bring to light. And the purpose of bringing to light so we can be helped and be restored in our relationship with God. Yes. Not our spouses, but God. And God will bring us in alignment with our spouses. Yes. I think the key uh, for me, what you just shared uh, concerning you and your relationship with Dr. Brown, you said when you started growing and maturing, that's when you began not seeing Dr. Brown. But think about it. Growing and maturing, that will happen. See, you don't know you're growing. You can never sense, see grow. You can never feel grow. When a person is growing, you don't, you don't feel like yourself. You can't even see yourself growing. But you will know it by what you do. You will yes. know it by the change in your mindset, your attitude, your communication. Yes. So you can't see growing. Mm-hmm. So you don't know you're growing, but you'll notice a difference in your mindset. You'll notice a difference in your uh, attitude. You'll notice a difference in your approach. So that will let you, oh, man, I didn't used to think that way. I'm thinking this way now. Mm-hmm. I didn't used to handle the situation that way. I handled it that way. That let you know the Holy Spirit is at work. Yes, amen. So uh, we have to bring balance to that. Well, it's been real good today. 
Mm-hmm. And now we started off. I want to talk about agreement. I haven't got to the agreement saying yet, have I? <laughs> so uh, we're going to uh, close on this note then. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to let everybody know about uh, uh, the prayer line again? And, yes. And, and, and your, your, your uh, program on tomorrow? Yes. Uh, our prayer line that we do at the end of the month is, again, that is January 28th, the 29th, and the 30th. That's a Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. It's always the last Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday uh, of the month, and it's at 5.30 a.m. And we have a new um, number now for those of you who are familiar with it and those of you who are new. The number is area code 712-432-3900. And the code is... Two eight seven three eight one pound. Tell someone about the prayer line. Also, if you'd like to join us, uh, uh, the prayers that we did for the month of December and for the month of November, you can go to our website uh, and you can get the information there. The uh, reference number, you can pray along with us. Uh, the website is ejmpcc.com. We'd love for you to uh, join with us on our prayer at the end of the month. Again, that is January 28th, 29th, and the 30th. It is at 5.30 a.m. Um, on tomorrow, I will be with you, um, your host tomorrow, uh, Kingdom Women Living for the King. And then the next time after tomorrow will be Saturday, the Master Key, Releasing the Supernatural. You'll be back with Dr. McKenzie at 12 noon. Tell somebody about the broadcast. Let your family and your friends know about the broadcast. Uh, we pray that you were encouraged today as you listen to the heart and the mind of God. Saturday is about prayer, the supernatural, warfare. So join us on Fridays. I'm not right, excuse me, Saturday at noon uh, between 1, uh, from 12 to 1 or 2, depends on uh, the volume. And we have more people asking for prayer. That's what for, for our battle for you, war for you, and I break things off. You've got to give me a breaker's anointing to break things in your life, and so we will be able to do that. So call your family and friends all over the nation and join us uh, on Saturday. Join Prophet Kathy on tomorrow, and, of course, I will be back with you on Monday evenings. Uh, six to seven, and those of that did come on uh, Monday, I was a little late because I got lost uh, track of the time because I was preparing myself for uh, our watch night service. So this has been your host, Dr. E. J. McKenzie and Prophet Catherine McKenzie. Uh, we thank God for you, and we pray the broadcast was a blessing to you today, and God ministered uh, in some kind of capacity to you and touched some area of your life to bring light, so you now can take authority over that thing and allow the Holy Spirit to work. Uh, work that thing in your life or work that thing out of your life for Jesus to be Lord of your life. Amen. We love you. Thank God for you. Once again, this has been your host, Dr. J. McKenzie and Prophet Catherine with the Master Key. Look forward to you being on the line with Prophet Catherine on tomorrow. God bless you. God bless you. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.